Hi there, this is the Reverend Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire. And this is Love to Tell the Story. Well, as I'm speaking to you today, it's the 4th of July, Independence Day, our national celebration of the birth of our nation and of the blessings of liberty and freedom. But it begs the question, what is freedom? I mean, true freedom. And where does it come from? Well, that's the subject of today's message, which is based on the fifth chapter of Galatians, verses 1 and verses 13 through 25. And it's entitled, appropriately, Freedom. It's a familiar refrain that most of us, I suspect, have known how to sing from the time we were children. And if you know the words, go ahead and sing with me. My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride, from every mountainside, let freedom ring. Very nice. Mr. Finland's music class in the first grade, I learned to sing that song along with Michael Rowe, The Boat Ashore. It's always kind of embarrassed me. And also, uh, goodbye old paint, I'm leaving Cheyenne. <laughs> But I, My Country, Tis of Thee, that is one of the earliest songs I ever learned how to sing. And those last words of that song always resonated with me, even as a little kid. Let freedom ring. The words alone have a way of stirring even the most hardened of hearts. But the question is, what is this thing we call freedom? The truth is, is that it carries a multitude of meanings, in many ways unique to each one who hears it. Now, certainly the patriotic songs that we sing in honor of Independence Day define freedoms in terms of the blessings of liberty, the freedom of speech, the, the freedom of assembly, the freedom of religion, and so on. The very embodiment of the motto of the Granite State, live free or die. Freedoms that have been fought for. Freedoms that have been defended. Freedoms for which people sacrificed all in every generation. However, if you were to ask, say, a teenager about freedom, you would be apt to hear a different description. No doubt you'd hear about being free from the rule of parent, teacher, or all manner of adult. The freedom to go wherever they want to go and do whatever they want to do. Likewise, there are many adults, and yes, for some I use the term loosely, who live their entire lives unto the idea that live free or die means no rules, no commitments, no regrets, just living for the moment, whatever sounds good right now. Still, on another hand, 
Ask anyone who has escaped the bondage of addiction what freedom means. And they will tell you, I am sure, that it means the ability to stand up and walk proudly, to be the release from the grip of that which completely and tragically has controlled their lives. Or think of those in the midst of our lives who are continuing in the struggle for equality and justice. For people in the midst of such struggles, freedom is simply the right to be who they are, to live a life without persecution, to be safe and to live with full dignity and respect, or if you will, to live with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It does seem, does it not, that so often when we talk about freedom, we, we speak in terms of freedom from something. Freedom from poverty and want. Freedom from persecution and oppression. Even the freedom from being prohibited from doing what we want to do. And so it was interesting to me to find this definition of freedom in, of all places, the Westminster Dictionary of Christian Theology. And in there, if you look up freedom, you will find that it says that, quote, freedom is the capacity for deliberating and choosing among desired courses of action and pursuing the preferred course without restraint. <laughs> That's different. The capacity for deliberating, choosing a course of action, Pursuing it without restraint, that kind of sounds more like a job description to me than it does a declaration of independence. Rather than, you see, speaking of being freed from something or from something, this definition would seem to suggest that freedom means being freed to something. Freedom to make choices that involve our commitment. Being disciplined about fulfilling that commitment, and dare I say, accepting a dependence upon something or someone other than you to do that. You know, actually, this brings to mind a little free verse poem, and it was written actually for Good Friday, no less. And I discovered this poem way back when, over 40 years ago, and it has stuck with me ever since. And in fact, it's a little poem that I actually can recite because it's short. You are free, free, free to be shackled any way you wish. Actually, you know, there is a biblical precedent to what we're talking about here. And it can found in the reading that we have shared this morning, that it indeed it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love become slaves to one another. That's very interesting because it turns out that true freedom, that is the freedom that comes to us in Christ Jesus, is not quite the same as how we traditionally perceive it. As Paul describes it in Galatians, Christian freedom 
is about living by the Spirit. It's about loving others. It's, it's not so much a matter of being released from restraint and rule, but rather it is a matter of relationship, of our freely devoting ourselves wholly first to a relationship with God and then to providing for the care and nurture of others, even coming to the point of, of being a servant, a servant bound freely by love. And I know when we first hear that, it kind of sounds like a contradiction. But if you think about it, this happens all the time when love is involved. Over the years, I have come to know a great many men and women, some in this very church family, who are people who have given up a great deal of their own personal freedoms in their acceptance of the role of caregiver, perhaps for an elderly relative or friend, or maybe for someone in the family who's facing a debilitating or life-threatening illness. You know who these people are. Some of you are that, those people. People who fix meals, who change bedpans and clean up messes, who face night after sleepless night, sitting up, staying close, and doing everything that needs to be done. They go to doctor's offices, and they go to the nursing homes, and, and they fight like fury for the best of care and resources. And often, they're the ones who are making the tough choices that no one else can. These are people whose entire lives have become adjusted and focused almost wholly around the care of others. And make no mistake, it is at times, a very hard life to live. And yet, if you ask them why they do it, when you ask them what sees them through those hard times, one way or the other, they will always tell you it's about love. It's always about love. Love, you see, frees you to be bound. All too often in this culture, freedom is defined as the space and the permission to be, in the words of William Willimon, utterly consumed by self-concern, in which the rule of the day is anything goes, and so long as it doesn't hurt anyone, it must be okay. And you know what? It was no different in Paul's day. You'll notice uh, that a large part of our reading today was in fact a, a firm admonition against, shall we say, the temptations of a free society. Paul, uh, or in, Paul in this letter reminds us that there are many temptations, like, for instance, fornication, impurity, licentiousness, on and on it goes. But then Paul also reminds the Galatians and us that we are called to a different way of life. That we are free, yes, but we also always have to remember that we are freed from ourselves by the love of Christ so that we might be bound to others with the same kind of love. For freedom, Paul says, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Instead, become servants who serve one another in love. Central to the Christian life, you see, is Jesus' call to discipleship. 
and each one of us is being called, challenged really, to embrace a discipleship that calls us to freedom. The freedom not to, of, to succumb to the passing thrills of the moment, but rather to the good things that the Lord does in our midst. This is the freedom to love, to love with abandon and with joy, placing ourselves at the service of others. It's the freedom to become lovers of life and lovers of all that is beautiful, true, and good, to nurture and cultivate the fruits of the Spirit, which are love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yes, we are free, beloved. But the question for you and me, the question always is for you and me, what are we freed to? After all, as Paul said, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And each of us needs to choose how we will use the precious gift of that freedom. We are free to do what we want, spiritually or otherwise. And yet I think you'll agree that when we choose wisely, not only does that make all the difference for us in these days of confused situations, but it's also what can change a nation and the world for the better. Now, I have to say that of all the wonderful patriotic hymns, my absolute favorite does happen to be O Beautiful for Spacious Skies, or as it is also known, America the Beautiful. And though, Susan, no offense, I absolutely loved what you played today. My favorite rendition of this song, without a doubt, is the version by the late Ray Charles. Now, not only does that recording have soul in overflowing abundance and has a true gospel feel, but I'm really fond of rock and roll stories, and I love the story behind this particular song. You see, Ray Charles released America the Beautiful in 1972. It was on an album, one that's out of print, understand, I don't really understand why, but it's an album called Message from the People. And it was recorded during a time when, interestingly enough, this country was filled with uh, civil unrest, in particular regarding the still ongoing war in Vietnam, but also having to do with the politics of the time and with racial strife. Now, those who came of age in the late 60s and early 70s will remember those being very tumultuous times. And in terms of pop culture and top 40 radio, it didn't really seem like a great time for flag waving. But Ray Charles thought differently. In fact, I read somewhere here recently that this album and the idea of recording America the Beautiful was something that he had molded over in his mind for almost 20 years before it happened. He wanted to pay tribute to those who had stood strong in the struggle for, for freedom, for civil rights, and for the country with hope, courage, and faith. And so when he went into the studio to record America the Beautiful, he began it with the third verse, one that was based on a poem written by Catherine Lee Bates back in the 19th century. And for me, it is probably the best verse of all. O oh, beautiful, for heroes proved in liberating strife, 
who more than self their country loved, and mercy more than life. America, America, may God thy gold refine till all success be nobleness and every gain divine. I really love that version of the song, and and it's no wonder why it enjoyed such resurgence in popularity in the days just following 9-11, almost 20 years ago, and why it continues to get played on the radio every year just about this time. It's because, friends, the message is clear, and it's just as important now as it was back in 2001, as in 1972, or for that matter, in 1893, when Catherine Lee Bates wrote the poem. We are free, friends, but it's only when we are free to love mercy more than life. When we're free to be bound in love to a neighbor, a friend, or a stranger. Or for that matter, when we are free to love our nation and our hurting world, it's only then that we become true disciples of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are free to be bound to love. Actually, the Reverend Jennifer Mills Knudsen, who is senior pastor at the American International Church in London, England, she's expressed this very well when she has written that what we really have or ought to have in this country and through our faith is a declaration of interdependence that unites us with one another. Freedom comes, she says, when we build relationships of love and when we are free from loneliness and isolation. Freedom comes when we build networks of care and we are free of worry about our safety. Freedom comes when we share our resources and we are free from the fear of hunger or homelessness or want. Freedom comes when we work together to make peace and we are free from violence and war. Freedom comes when we cultivate loving relationships and when we are free to be ourselves and know that we are loved. Freedom comes when we give ourselves completely to God and we are free from anxiety about our future. Freedom comes when we live in love And when you and me and all the children of the earth dwell in the loving arms of the Holy One. That's freedom, beloved. That's true freedom. So what else is there left to say on this 4th of July except let freedom ring. Let freedom ring. And may we be blessed in our ministries of love, letting our thanks be to God. Amen and amen. And that's the message entitled Freedom, which was recorded at our July 4th service of worship at East Church. By the way, if you're seeking a church home or you just happen to be visiting New Hampshire this summer and are looking for a place to worship, we'd love to have you join us at East Church. We gather every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Or if you prefer, you can always find us via Facebook Live on our East Congregational Church Facebook page. Either way, I think you'll be glad you came 
and I would love the opportunity to greet you in person. And with that, we come to the close of another episode of this Love to Tell the Story podcast. I'm Michael Lowry, and I do thank you for listening today. And until next time, stay safe, be well, and may God bless you with a great day every day. We'll talk to you soon.